Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode one of Robots on Typewriters. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And we are so excited to be back in the podcasting game and working on a project that deals with just our favorite topic in the whole world, funny robots. Funny robots. And honestly, that's the best way that I can explain it, because whenever I've been trying to explain this show to people, I'm like, uh, I don't really know how it works on the inside, but it's like, you know, <laughs> I know AI. it when I see it. <laughs> what we're doing is highlighting and creating computer generated and computer assisted comedy. So some stuff will be written purely by a computer. A person just put a bunch of info into the computer and the computer took a bunch of stuff out and then the person found what was funny some of it will be computer assisted that is a person put a bunch of stuff into a computer and then used that computer to make funny stuff we're gonna be looking at all that stuff from around the web and then making some of our own so the way the way this show is gonna work is we are each gonna switch off with two different segments each week, and the first one is going to be a kind of news segment where one of us highlights something that we found that we really enjoyed this week that was created in this realm of computer-generated and assisted comedy. And the second segment each week is going to be a game, which one of us hosts for the other to play. Very fun. Improv games are our specialty going back to ancient podcasts that may never again see the light of day (laughs) god willing do podcasts see the light of day that's a question for somebody else this is actually also a terrible time to ask but do we have names for these two segments like i feel like we should have some kind of like in the news or like top trending that might be taken yeah um we should have names maybe that will come Oh, maybe that'll come naturally, as all great names have whenever we say we'll figure it out later. That really works out for us. I think something that would be more on brand for this podcast is we'll just have a computer do it. Of course. Yeah. So uh, this week, Justin is going to bring me a bit of something new in the computer generated comedy world. And I'm going to run a game. So, Justin, do you want to go ahead and tell me what you got? Sure thing. So our very first piece of computer comedy from around the web is from one of our very favorite sites, Botnik.org. If you're not following Botnik on Twitter, Botnik Studios on Facebook, uh, the Botnik subreddit, just reading Botnik.org right on their own website, you really need to be because they're making some really funny stuff. And this week, they were partnered with the BBC as part of BBC's Faking It series to make some fake startup companies. So the way Botnik did this was they punched in a bunch of startup names into a neural net, and that neural network, that computer, came up with sort of how people make these startup names. It looked for patterns and how those names work and generated a bunch of names. And the good folks at Botnik found some of the best names in there, some that sounded like they could be a real business, and then let a computer describe what those businesses do. So they found a bunch of startup descriptions, business descriptions and taglines, punched them right in uh, into their fun little keyboards. It's kind of like an autocomplete keyboard. Should we explain that right now? Maybe not. Well, I mean, why not? Go right ahead. I mean, I think it's 
probably best to like lay the groundwork for this stuff now and like this episode since we don't want to always yeah, have to that's explain this idea. kind of thing so go ahead and explain that if you feel so inclined yeah i'll go into a, a little more of an explanation of neural networks uh when we feature something from ai weirdness our yes. other favorite site for this kind of stuff but today we'll talk about how botnik does their predictive text keyboards so when you're texting on your phone and you put in a word, and then it gives you some suggestions for the next word. It's a predictive text algorithm. It's probably based on Markov chains, but I'm not a mathematician. I'm not even a real scientist. But Botnik has made predictive text keyboards like that, that instead of working with just common English sentences like your phone probably does, or eventually working with sentences you type a lot like your phone does, Botnik keyboards let you put in any text as the source for those predictive keyboards. So if you want to text away writing like you sound like Snoop Dogg talks, you can just give a Botnik keyboard a bunch of Snoop Dogg quotes and dialogue and lyrics. Does Snoop Dogg have dialogue? I would say so. <laughs> yeah, I and guess. You get a Botnik produced uh, Snoop Dogg keyboard out of it, and you can just, as if you're picking autocomplete words on your phone you can pick autocomplete snoop dog words so this week botnik punched in a bunch of startup taglines and business descriptions so you know sites like uh netflix spotify all those internet businesses you know what a startup is you found us <laughs> and it paired those descriptions with all of those uh startup business names that they made in their neural network and gave all of these brand new business ideas to the BBC for your and our amusement. So let's go through some of these. Yeah, I haven't even looked at this article, so I am I'm I've got it up now, but I'm also I would love for you to give me some of your favorites. Sure thing. I'll start with just the first one uh, they listed <laughs> here. This company is called Every Worse. Every Worse. It's time to get better at being bad. <laughs> every worse is a do-it-all service that worsens every aspect of your life. Things can be too good. Even you. When life pushes you too far forward, push back. Every worse learning modules provide guidance to achieve the most sustainable quality of life. Bad quality. <laughs> it's time to be deposited in a series of problems. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it resonates when you hear... The most sustainable quality of life. Bad quality. It's a very good thing. <laughs> That's, I mean, as far as I know, when my life's stable, it's bad. <laughs> That's why variety is the spice of life. Let's hear another one of these. All right. Hmm. Next up, I love the logo they got for this. I don't know who did the logos for yeah. these. These were not done by computers. These were definitely human creations. Yeah. A computer isn't this smart. This company is called Temple Renter. Renter, of course, without the E in the, the final E in renter. It has just two consonants in a row because it's a hip business. Temple Renter. Airbnb for temples. <laughs> Discover multiple environments for critical services and events. With over 23,000 million listings per hour, oh, we are man. committed to bringing our customers their dreams in the traditional way. Often you can enter the temple only during the serious times. Now, however, enter it for additional types of times. This does cost money. Oof, good to know. 
Uh, you never read the fine print, but so many apps actually end up saying this does cost money. I know, especially, I mean, I've, I've run into that so much on Airbnb. I always go on and I'm just thinking, wow, these places are beautiful. Like, can't I can just have yeah, one. I know, I can just have one. And then they, they always get you when you when you try to reserve it. Yep. Yeah. You get to the bottom of the page and it says just in big text right on your computer, this does cost money. Uh, next up we have ham pot. Ham pot. <laughs> Modern ham services. We focus on generating serious solutions for your personal ham profile. Be funny while eating pork. Stand up comics love ham pot for a quick meal or a joke. <laughs> we have many types of ham friends. Electrical ham carbon ham even ham style mayo is available to be savored and enjoyed in a subscription bag of ham (laughs) now what my favorite thing about this is that for some reason it seems that the target audience is is comedians which is interesting i mean it kind of sounds like it's just an everyday ham service but something about it means that it's more suited to 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 Stand-up comics specifically. Well, let me run some questions by you. All right. Does this service sound at all appealing to you? Um, you know? It's just a yes or no question. I don't care how you answer. (laughs) I will have a follow-up. No. No, it doesn't sound appealing. Uh, Have you done stand-up comedy before? In fact, I have not. There you go. I know. I I guess you're right. Sometimes those demographics, you don't see where that matches up, but I don't know. They're computers. They have all your data already. They know what you want. Yeah, yeah. Stand-up comics, they just want a subscription bag of ham. And and not just ham, but ham trends. I, I mean, I gotta say, I am not on top of the ham trends. I, I didn't even know there were ham trends. I had no idea. I bet idea. you would show up to a party with deli ham on white. Oh, yeah. And everybody Ugh. would be like, oh, is this electrical ham? And I'd be like, oh, shit. Now, what people wouldn't say, is she a stand-up comedian? (laughs) Better to leave people wondering if you are a stand-up comedian than show up to a party with outdated ham and remove all doubt. That's what I always say. It's it's a bit wordy, but you do always say it. (laughs) I'm surprised you got it word for word. I guess I do say Uh, a lot. You want me to do one more of these? Yeah, give me one more. All right, I needed to do this one. Um, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. Uh, yeah, and then you're looking at the right one. This is Bat Plus IQ, or just Bat IQ. Hell yeah. You need to know what you're getting yourself into with these bats. <laughs> bat IQ, an app where bats and smarts meet. Bats can learn more than anyone on Earth. They can detect your food allergies, solve maths problems, and integrate their data across multiple platforms. You need to learn their strengths to stay competitive. This incredible software detects the smarts of a bat, allowing users to stay conscious of what they're fighting. Okay, so I feel that this is a little hostilely worded. Um, I'm sure it's no secret that this podcast is in fact hosted on our website, which is called Bat Camp. We are a very bat-centric brand. And we're allied with the bats here. We're we've alli- we've yeah. chosen our side. <laughs> and I don't. So this this strikes me as some anti-bat propaganda, which we've, you know, it happens. We can't avoid it. People are always going to choose sides. But I just 
I honestly felt a little targeted by the tagline, you need to know what you're getting yourself into with these bats, because I honestly feel like, like, all jokes aside, I feel like whenever I express how much I love bats to people, people are like, but you know, they like carry disease and you wouldn't actually want one in your house. And I'm like, I think I would. Look, they can detect my food allergies. I'll be fine. <laughs> they can solve math problems. They integrate their data across multiple platforms. But like, I just, I just don't like the 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 wording that it's that people using this app are using it so that they can stay conscious of what they're fighting. Why, why are we fighting the bats? I'm sure you heard this growing up, but if someone is bullying you, if someone's fighting you. It's because they're jealous of you. You're right. You're they're right. jealous of the bats. You're they see that right. the bats have the smarts. Yeah. We've chosen our side. <laughs> Where bats and smarts meet. They're, they're trying to imitate bat smarts, but of course, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, and I'm flattered to know that we're on the winning side here. I also really like that the design of the logo, really, it has like a World War II propaganda poster kind of feel. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, if you want to see more of these, uh, either go to botnik.org and you can look through creations on there, or you can look up BBC's Faking It series. There's been a few other Botnik submissions to Faking It. It's a series all about computer-generated fake stuff, so very on-brand if you like this podcast. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, And this is going to be, as I'm sure many of our episodes of this podcast are this is going to be a very botnik heavy episode because first of all they just put out a ton of content all the time for us to pull from and they have a very user-friendly tool for creating this content so a lot of our games are probably going to utilize botnik keyboards just like my game this week is and for this game i wanted to start off with something very simple that is a game that we have always loved playing in all walks of life and in all past podcasts we've ever done because you can plug anything into this format and make it hilarious and great so today justin for you i have a bunch of would you rather questions yes written with a botnik keyboard in which that i plugged in a bunch of would you rather questions that i just took from the internet so I'm just going to get into these questions because I'm very excited about them. I've been excited about them all day, and I think that some of them are going to really spark some conversation. So, I cannot wait. Question number one. Would you rather lose a sandwich made by your parents or always have a horrible birthday song in your ears? <laughs> wow. So that's that really doesn't sound like a hard question to start with. I'm either losing a sandwich one time, not even... You know, I might just be misplacing it. I might come back to the kitchen and be like, oh, it was in the fridge. Or I will always have a horrible birthday song in my ears. Yeah. So, I mean, when I wrote this question, I did have it in my mind that, like, you lose a sandwich, that sandwich is gone. It's not like you misplaced it, but. You oh, know, all right. That does sway the odds it. a lot. And it's not just a sandwich, it's made by your parents. Look. Love. I've had many a sandwich made by my parents throughout my lifetime. You've also had many sandwiches <laughs> made by my parents throughout your lifetime. But they, they're they more replaceable than my sanity is. And having a horrible birthday song, I'm thinking uh, some corporate birthday jingle like the Applebee's birthday song oh, in my head on repeat for the rest of my life. 
I have to just go with losing the sandwich on this one. I think you're right. I was really just playing devil's advocate because I, I think you're absolutely right. It's, you gotta lose the sandwich on this one. Too easy. All right. So they I, they do go up. I, I, I mean, I didn't really like <laughs> intentionally list them in terms of complexity, but they did get a little more complex towards the end. So the next one's still pretty simple. Would you rather eat a giant clog or punch your dog? Wow, I really like the rhyming format of Would You Rather. I I would buy a book of all rhyming Would You Rathers. I can make that happen. The, this is the only one that rhymes tonight, but... You can make a book worth of rhyming Would You Rathers you know, happen? I could try. You could not. I could. Do not challenge me. I don't like... Do you have bat IQ? Maybe. All right, eat a clog or punch my dog? A giant... I need to a stop giant laughing. clog? A giant clog. Punch my punch giant dog. dog? No, the smaller one. <laughs> oh, well, that definitely sways the scale. You choose. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm assuming this is a giant wooden clog. Yes. And I have to finish it. Yes. I'm punching the dog. Okay, now I do got to know which one. Is it lucky? Is it lucky? Uh, yeah, so I have two dogs. One is big and sweet. The other is small and not sweet. I'm punching the small, not sweet dog. I'm punching Lucky. He's going to scream. He's going to scream whether I punch him or not. <laughs> yeah. All right. If I eat the giant clog, I'm going to scream. <laughs> it's, it's fair. Would you rather go to the moon again or only partially believe in your ghost dog? Hmm. Well, I was trying to keep it a secret that I was at the moon once, but thanks for revealing that one. And I gotta say, I'm sorry, but this isn't the only secret of yours that I'm going to be divulging tonight. (laughs) Oh, no. Just you wait. So go back to the moon again or only partially believe in my ghost dog? Yeah. So also tell us about your ghost dog, because not everybody knows about your ghost dog. Well, he's a dog that's a ghost. Um He's really trying to be corporeal again, and I really believe in him, but I don't know if he would be able to attain his physical form once more if I was only partially believing in him. He says that my trust in uh, his ability to reanimate himself is what keeps him going, so I would be losing a friend if I were to only partially believe in him. But, listen... You know, somebody's got to say it sometime. I think he demands a little too much from you sometimes. And I think that he's kind of like, it's just a theory, but I think he might be kind of like siphoning off some of your liveliness. Look, just because sometimes my leg floats right through the chair I'm sitting in doesn't mean that I'm becoming less corporeal for him to become more corporeal. And I don't want to go back to the moon again, Allison. I didn't (laughs) like it the first time. I know, but it was like the first time. I mean... It's probably changed since then. It has gentrified a bit. I know. Am I going to a different region on the moon this time? I mean, you can. You can. I know that like the, the program the first time was very limited, but I think it's really expanded a lot. And people who people who go through the program really have a lot of freedom these days, I think. I don't know. I'm, this is just coming from what I've read and what I've seen uh, on social media. Yeah, God, I can't just keep going on never going back to the moon again in my life. So yeah. I'll just go back to the moon again. All right. I still think you're giving into that dog a little too much, but that's okay. Well, not anymore. Bye, buddy. Don't believe in you. (laughs) All right. Next one. Would you rather never speak to a clown or know all of the best sodas in the world? Oh, man. I really want to do both of these things. (laughs) 
Ah, man. So I really do want to avoid ever speaking to a clown, but I also do really want to know the greatest sodas in the world. If I pick the soda option, will I be forced to speak to clowns or Um, a clown? I mean, you're not going to be able to avoid it at that point. Oh, no. Do all the clowns have all the best sodas? (laughs) (laughs) It's like making a wish with a genie where there's always a catch. I mean... That's where we get all of our information on the best sodas. I mean, don't you you know all those like clown lights? They don't have the sodas, but they have the information on them. That's even more wild to me. I was waiting for you to say like the flower full of seltzer was like nectar for the gods. I mean, haven't you ever read those clown lifestyle magazines? And decidedly not. Well, there you go. Clown beat. Is it clown meat? Clown (laughs) beat. Clown beat, like tiger beat. <laughs> That's like gross. Teen clown Vogue. Teen clown Vogue. Clown se- 17. <laughs> 17 clowns. In a tiny car. Clown illustrated. Okay. So what are you thinking? Sometimes it's better to never know what you're missing out on in life. So I think I'll just go the rest of my life without knowing about these sodas and instead just being content that I have pretty good sodas, and I don't have to speak to clowns. All right. I guess that's that's one way to live your life. I know. I feel like I'm taking the safer option here. This one. I really I really like this next one. I think it's quite a conundrum. Um, would you rather give up all dogs except for the dead ones? <laughs> My ghost dog. I can keep him. <laughs> or eat a horrible centaur without water? Hmm... Well, as we previously discussed, I have two dogs that aren't dead one, so I would have to give them up. Yeah, but you would have the ghost one, which is nice, yeah, but he is least... kind of, you know, like I'm, I'm saying, I mean, I don't want to speak too ill of the dead dog, but... Wait, if he does, so let's just say you're right, and he does assume my corporeal form and come back to life in some arcane ritual, would he then also be gone? Oof. Yeah, that's a tough one, huh? That's some heavy shit. I don't know how this question involves undead dogs. I don't. I, I think mm, that. That's, yeah, I guess he would still. I guess the undead thing. is a subset of the dead, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I think he'd still be around. All right. Well, that would be pretty great if he was still around, at least, even if all other dogs were gone. Yeah. Was my other option eat a centaur without any water or something? A horrible centaur. So, like, not even <laughs> one of the good ones. But, I mean, like, have you ever tried to eat a centaur with water? No, but I've eaten a man and a horse separately. Oh, okay. With water? With water. With okay, water. Okay, okay. I hear that without water is really hard. Mm, yeah, man meat is pretty tough. And, like... When it's that man meat that kind of like fades into horse meat, that's like, I don't, I don't even know mm. how that goes. Yeah, that probably worse than losing all dogs on the planet other than my ghost dog. So I will I will get rid of the dogs. But actually, side question that has nothing to do with any of this. What do you think the meat is like on the part of a centaur that like becomes a horse? That's a good question. Like what what are like the organs that? like too, you know? What is all of it like, anyway? Can we get a cryptozoologist in here? Please? <laughs> Please? <laughs> is anybody here a cryptozoologist? <laughs> um, all right. What did you decide on that one? Keep the. I'm getting rid of the dogs. All I'm right. not eating the centaur right. without water, anyway. All right. Okay, next one. Would you rather 
give three million cooked cockroaches to a king, or give bread with five infamous baby animals on it to a bowling champion. When you say infamous baby animals. Oh, you know which ones I'm talking about. I know three of them. I can't name five. (laughs) The three, of course, being Donald Duck's three nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I mean, weren't there... (laughs) <laughs> you know Weren't those. there two more nephews <laughs> i mean exactly they're like we don't they don't really talk about them anymore and like all of the cartoons that um had those two other uh those two other baby ducks <laughs> i don't think anyone's ever referred to them as baby ducks like all the cartoons that had those two other ones have kind of been like locked away kind of like song of the south because they were just like they mm-hmm. were they were just they were bad like you can't even they imagine. were racial ducks <laughs> Racially insensitive yeah, ducks did not age well. All right, well that that goes for a lot of Disney stuff, I guess. So My I have mom to serve... was always trying to find Song of the South for me as a kid. Not because that makes her sound really terrible. Checks out. But she also... We have it on VHS if you, you ever want to come over she, and watch. She she would love to, but <laughs> I didn't she... say if she does. <laughs> but she was also always trying to find those those missing um those missing duct tapes. Uh, the the infamous duct tapes. Yeah. Duct tapes. Whoa. Did you hear them making a revival of duct tapes with um, David Tennant and Lin Manuel did the Lin Manuel Miranda? Did he say? <laughs> did he? Did the, I think he, he was involved somehow. I think he did the theme song. Ah, uh, I think you're right. Wild. Yep. He does everything. He really does. Okay, so I either have to serve the five infamous baby animals, of course, Donald Duck's five infamous nephews. On bread to a bowling champion? Yes. Or a thousand cockroaches to a king? Three, okay, three million. Oh, God. A thousand would have been doable, and it would have been, like, an anti-royalist, like, statement. I mean, like, I'll give you this. Like, you will be provided with the three million cockroaches. You won't have to find them yourself. But you will have to cook them, because they are cooked. Yeah, I figured. I don't want to deal with bugs. Like just in life at any at any juncture, even if it's to serve them to a king, an unjust ruler. So I'm going to serve five baby ducks, infamous baby animals, the the ducks, of course, to a bowling champion. Will the bowling champion be provided? Um, do you have one? I don't have one, well, but I mean, yeah. I could I could you. Google one. We got you. They probably aren't doing much. No. Yeah, I'll take that option. All right, it's a little problematic, but that's okay. Would you rather live in a totally different prison or live under the same one you are going to die in 20 years in the future? Ooh, okay. So I do know which prison I'm currently in and going to die in. Um, Right. So I can either live underground here or I can transfer prisons? Yes. Yeah. So tell me, like, what's your prison experience like right now? Oh, it's one of them, like, nice Swedish prisons where you can, like, you know, take out a book and take some shop classes. And okay. You have a lot of freedom and all. But, of course, after your 20-year uh, sentence is up, you do die. You are killed. Right. Right. It's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, love to see yourself go, hate to watch yourself leave kind of thing. Yeah. So, I got to say, I think that if you choose the totally different prison it is an absolute toss-up like you you're just you're put in the prison lottery gotcha i could be in a north korean prison i could be in a moon prison yeah yeah exactly i always wondered what the basement's like here the guards say there is a finished basement but that's for i don't know some kind of different kind of criminals 
So I also gotta say, it's under the basement. Oh. You're going to the bunker. The bunker. I don't know if you knew there was one, but there is one. I did not know there was a bunker. So it's like, you know, it's nice, but... I mean, yeah, I figured any bunker affiliated with this prison is probably pretty nice. They have a reputation to maintain. Yeah, but it's not, it's, it, you know, it's just not up to snuff with what you've been living in. Yeah, I'm, I just don't want to roll the dice and end up in some terrible, you know, labor prison or something. Yeah, Labor party fair. controlled prison. <laughs> yeah, I know. If, I mean, like. If I'm in one of Corbin's prisons, <laughs> yeah. ugh, I might have to read the communist manifesto. Yeah, oof. I know some people in those. You know some people in the Communist Manifesto? <laughs> in, the, in the labor prisons. Yeah, the Brexit was pretty rough for all of us. Um, I'm going to have to just go underground in my current prison. All right. It sounds like the a The devil good you know is better than the devil you don't. I'll get it, I'll get it all set up for you down there. All right. <laughs> you have like an adage for every answer that you give. I know. I keep finding myself doing that. And I feel really <laughs> weird about it. I like it. It's a good shtick. <laughs> now you can't. Now you always have to keep it up. All right, well. Next one. Assuming that you lied to the first person you drank with, would you rather wake up feeling like you will have to pay for your crime or never speak to them ever again? Okay, man. Okay, refresh it back. <laughs> so, if <laughs> we know what you did, we're assuming that you lied to the first person you drank with about it, right? Am I right? Sure. Oh, of course. Okay. So, would you rather wake up feeling... Like you will, you will have to pay because I know for a long time you've been kind of able to fly under the radar and avoid. I've been able to fly under the radar, but I always wake up feeling like I'll have to pay. You do? I always wake up in this prison thinking I'll have to pay for my crimes one day. <laughs> so, I mean, the reason I ask this question is because you don't usually seem to show too much remorse, but I guess it's interesting to hear this other side of you where you actually, th th it is on your mind quite a lot, but you do a good job of hiding well, it. Well, I wake up in a cold sweat, but then I, I put on a brave face. Okay. So my other option was never see the person again? Never speak to that person ever again. And who was that person? Who was the first person you drank with that you lied to? I don't even know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's you a good you improv to say. tactic. You don't have to say. Yeah, I, I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. I mean, we know you lied. Do they know you lied? Yeah, the person knows who they are, and they do listen to the podcast. Yeah, and so would you rather... Well, I, I guess if you're telling me that the first option is just your reality... Mm -hmm. And the other option... Well, I was about to say the other option is never speaking to them again, but they're not employed in my prison. They don't visit me in my prison. So that's also my reality. So, I mean, but, like, you don't even, they, they never call? Like, you, you guys never, like, you never talk anymore? You know, it's international phone rates, all that kind of stuff. Okay. I mean, I guess I'm just kind of shocked by this. I don't really, I, I meant for this to be, like, a funny little question, but I guess it's not. Um, ah, I'm, I'm having a good time. Okay, I'll never speak right. to them again. Okay. All right. That's my that's my choice. I'll never right. speak to that person again. That way, maybe one day I will wake up not feeling like I have to pay for what I have done. All right. Okay. Well, then we'll just we'll just go on to the next one. Remorse is the silent killer. <laughs> I didn't have an adage for that one. <laughs> okay. Good. Very good. Um, would you rather know the future of your organs or know the past of your money? Oh, man, I really was hoping that would be or know the past of your organs. 
I was like, man, I don't know the past of my organs. <laughs> it's actually a kind of interesting question, it though. It is like, an interesting question. Would I, I rather guess. know when my heart's going to stop, or would I rather know where the dollar bill I have has been over the years? Yeah. It's morbid. They do have that where'sgeorge.com thing yeah. where you can just track where money has been, but not not every George is on Where's George. Yeah, and I mean, for the organs thing, I was thinking even like, yeah, you could probably find out when your heart's going to stop, but what about after that? Whoa, <laughs> mind blown. Like, I want to know like the next like 30 years of decay and like if it becomes like a, a strong oak tree. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess if you're confident that your organs are going to stay in your body after you die. You're, you think they're going to put a failed heart into a transplant patient? <laughs> I mean, in some of the shadier markets, maybe. Yeah, I guess maybe my heart. They'd be like, eh, give it a couple, <laughs> couple compressions, <laughs> call me in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but knowing the future of your organs does seem to come with like would you like to know when you're going to die and if the answer is no as a free bonus you get to know where your dollars came from <laughs> that's true that is a kind of like it's, it's a pretty chill option i guess i'm going to say no i would not like to know when i'm going to die but why not i'll hear if you know someone's ever snorted coke through the 20 in my wallet <laughs> that's that's the kind of thing that people write on uh where's george right <laughs> yeah, snorted coke in this George, <laughs> then paid for a Snickers. <laughs> what a life. Next question. If you were reborn in a relatively automated child body. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking. I will take that option. <laughs> no, this is this is for both options. That's, yes! the pretense, that's the pretense for both options. Here's the question. If that were the case, would you rather have one alcoholic merman for a father or have... <laughs> or have two. <laughs> or have 18 hands that tasted like chocolate? Oh, man. So wait, do they just taste like chocolate or are they <laughs> yes, made of chocolate? No, they only taste like chocolate, but they always taste like chocolate no matter what you do. Hmm. So I'm thinking it through. If I was in a relatively automated child body again, yes, um, I would... And I had 18 hands. I would probably be bullied in school for having 18 hands. Like, no doubt. And, like, not even to mention the baseline of being a semi-automated child. Like, you cannot get through a school like that these days. I think these days are the best to be a semi-automated child. It's oh. becoming more and more acceptable. You're right. You're right. But it's still bad. I mean... I mean, yeah. It's like you would... It's not good now, but you wouldn't rather live in some other era true so far. um but i was going to say if you had 18 hands you would be bullied but what better way to counter bullying than saying hey taste my hand you won't <laughs> bully me anymore you get to taste some hey, chocolate taste my fist but really <laughs> yeah you it. want a knuckle sandwich you want a, a chocolate knuckle sandwich <laughs> that sounds gross do you want a knuckle ice cream sandwich here this is just <laughs> what happens when i grab a big fistful of ice cream <laughs> As a rel I think you would be a pretty cool child if your hands tasted like chocolate and you were relatively automated or whatever. Like, I think while you would be bullied, I think every child gets teased and has to go through some stuff. But you would have some really, uh, really devoted friends that were like, oh, man, look at this cool, like partial robot friend of mine and also his hands taste like chocolate yeah i know i think i think you're i think you're absolutely right but i gotta ask is there any particular reason you don't want an alcoholic merman for a father 
I've just, since I've been in here, in the tank, as they say, there's been a lot of mermen in this tank, and I think some of them, uh, some of them aren't completely dry, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess I know what you're saying. So we, we've, we've already kind of covered some of the, the idea of um, knowing when you're going to die. So this one's kind of in the, same, in the same boat. Would you rather wake up the morning of your death with the best new erotica writer or a mild but married curling champion? Hmm. <laughs> so I'm waking up with this person implying I went to bed with this person, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. And this is you wake up and this is, in fact, the morning of your death. You know it. It's come. <laughs> I understand. So I'm assuming if it's waking up with a mild and married curling champion, I'm meeting the spouse here, right? It's like, oh, you you <laughs> um, slept with this curling champion to whom I am married. I will now kill you. Not necessarily. That I mean, if I wake up knowing that I'm going to die and knowing I just went to bed with a married curling champion, mild though they may be, mm-hmm. I don't know how mild their spouse may be. That's true. Um, on the other hand, waking up with the the best erotica writer, the best, the best new erotica writer, like is really <laughs> and up new and dash erotica, like new metal or <laughs> yeah, that new stuff, that new age. Have you heard that new erotica sound? So the best new erotica writer, uh, as voted by whom? The reading audience or? Um, Forbes. Forbes. Wow. That's prestigious. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of how the person would be so well thought of by a mainstream community that even Forbes would be lauding their new erotica writing. They're really business savvy. Yeah. What if it's like, you know. Mark Zuckerberg has sold all of his shares of Facebook, but he has a new project, and it's hot as hell. That is the worst thing I could possibly think of. He writes erotica with all of your personal details already in it. (laughs) Oh, man. I can't think of anything that is more bad than that. (laughs) You hear other people in the next room over who also graduated from your high school. (laughs) Oh, very bad. (laughs) I'm taking that one. Oh no, because now the now the narrative is that it was Mark Zuckerberg. You got it. Oh god, I hate it. All right, let's move on. All right. <laughs> here's the last question. This one might be a little difficult to answer, but let's go. All right. Would you rather the aliens that wake you up at night snitch on you to the police or give your best friends your best jokes? So, like, I know I've revealed a lot about your life here, and I know this is only the first episode, so I'm really sorry about that, and I apologize to everyone else. It was all going to get out there eventually. Why not just get it out now? I Listen, I know that these aliens come for you every single night, and I also happen to know that you are, in fact, holding out on all your friends by stockpiling your best jokes in that little journal that you keep. And never telling those jokes, so. Well, I have used a couple of them already in this episode, so. <laughs> oh, man. That says a lot about my comedy ability, I guess. So, <laughs> I did, when I wrote this one, I didn't know that this whole narrative of you already being in jail was this, It's complicated, too, because I don't want the aliens to take me back to the moon, yeah. but I'm, I am in jail now, so them snitching to the police uh, probably extends my stay in jail which is already 20 years and then instant death yeah Uh, 
but I'm afraid they might snitch on the the topic of the lie that I told that friend that I am never right. going to speak to again. And since we've already just put so much of your shit out there, do you mind? Do you mind like getting into what that lie was? Sure. Okay. All right. So this was the lie that you told to the first person you ever drank with, right? Yeah. Okay. So remember that time years ago, Buzz Aldrin punched out a reporter who asked, "Did you ever actually land on the moon or something like that?" <laughs> I guess that that did happen. Okay. That's a factual story. So okay. when that happened, a lot of people don't know that Buzz Aldrin then turned to his young grandson, me, and said. He's right, you know. We never landed on the moon. Oh, my God. So the lie I told the first person I drank with was that Buzz Aldrin turned to me and said, he's wrong, you know. We landed on the moon. Wait, that was the lie? No, the the truth is that we were never on the moon, but I lied and told my friend that we were. Man. I'm trying to protect the story that we did go to the moon, but... And I mean, now I say we, I have gone to the moon, but not by my own volition. And it wasn't very pleasant. You Hmm. see, the story that we've been has really attracted a lot of uh, lunar tourism for the the lunar based aliens. Well, you know, native moonites. I shouldn't say they're aliens. When I'm there, I'm the alien. But it, it really attracted a lot of tourism for them to hear that the Earthlings had been to the moon. But once I started leaking that story out that Grandpa Buzz told me the truth that we hadn't, it was it was terrible for the aliens, and they needed to exact some revenge. So they brought me to the moon uh, against my will. It wasn't a very nice trip to the moon. But then they could say, honestly, to all the races of the galaxy that, yes, indeed, Earthlings have been to the moon. And so, like, I understand why it is... You know, I I didn't know this whole thing was going to come about. And when I was talking about the aliens snitching on you to the police, I was just, you know, you know, small minded me. I was just thinking of the Earth police. But like, I bet you're more worried about the moon police. No, I mean, I'm not a criminal on the moon. I was only there pretty briefly and I didn't commit any crimes. I am more concerned (laughs) that the Earth police. Well, it it is illegal to uh, coordinate internationally with aliens without informing a government and i i did get found out once i got returned to earth that you know the alien government had been taking me just a a mere civilian back and forth to the moon and coordinating human earthling Mm -hmm. and moon uh moon alien interactions that way so i did get in a lot of human earth trouble so if the aliens come back and snitch on me to the police, they're probably just the police are going to be like, yeah, he's already locked up for that crime. Uh, tack on oh, and okay. tack off 10 more years. He dies quicker <laughs> or something. Yeah, man. But if the aliens come down and reveal all my best jokes to my friends that I've been holding out on, it could ruin my podcasting career. And I mean, I was always assuming, considering your death sentence, that you were hoping that that book would be the kind of thing where like after your death someone would come across it and posthumously publish it and it would be it's like if Anne frank wrote a joke book (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) is that insensitive probably you always wanted to be the Anne frank of joke books i have been described before as the Anne frank of comedy (laughs) yikes (laughs) well yeah 
know how to move on from that. I am not letting the joke book out of my possession, even if that means the aliens coming down, roughing me up some more, and telling the police that uh, I'm still a, a galactic criminal. All right. I guess I got to respect that. I mean... Oh, this is this was a lot heavier than I thought it was gonna be. I didn't I didn't really mean to get into all this shit. I feel like I kind of knew that we were gonna like touch some of it, but I didn't I didn't think we would go. So I deep, feel so. ten pounds lighter. I I'm wish glad. we got. I'm thought, so happy we got this all out in the open now, so I'm the glad. listening audience knows. I'm glad to hear that because I, I felt kind of bad. I was like, oh, I, I I didn't know that this was gonna. No, not at all. I mean, publishing a podcast, you become a public figure. This becomes, yeah. you know, stuff people are going to know eventually. Yeah. I mean, like, are you worried about, like, I mean, setting yourself up to be this figure right, like, right from the get go? I, I feel like we could have treated it more gently and kind of eased into it. But I, and I mean, if, if you want, I mean, if you want, we can like, we can do another one and we can like, we can let this one out later when you kind of like set yourself up as a more sympathetic figure in the beginning or something like that. Nope, not worried. All right, all right, okay, all right. As long as as long as you're cool with that, as long as you're cool with it. All right. So <laughs> that was a lot of fun playing. Would you rather? Yeah. And I can't wait to craft some questions, craft a game for you for the next episode. I am so pumped. And I mean, I I'm positive this will probably not be the last time we play Would You Rather because stuff like this is just so easy to come up with and so much fun to. Oh yeah, we'll be playing. I'm do. sure we'll be playing classic improv party kind of games like that one, For parlor sure. games. So why don't you tell people where they can find the podcast and all of the great bat camp projects if you would like to reach out to us and tell us your favorite bit of ai generated comedy or anything remotely related that tickles your fancy we would absolutely love to hear from you you can find us at robots on typewriters on facebook at robot typewriter on twitter and you can also email us at robots at batcamp.org our theme song is video challenge by anamana gucci and this podcast lives on batcamp.org a new website where we are launching a couple of other new podcasts this month and hopefully a bunch of different stuff in the near future so go check it out you can follow batcamp on facebook twitter or instagram all at batcamp site thanks for joining us for episode one of robots on typewriters we will talk to you next week I feel like we should have some kind of like robot pawn or like, something. Beep, beep, we boop. will beep to you next boop. <laughs> beep, boop. Man, you're a real freak. I'm glad you're behind <laughs> bars. <laughs>